Peace, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events in pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we could take away from them. Today on the date of this recording is Saturday, November the 28th, and it's the end of a long but necessary holiday weekend. A lot of you got to use this time to be with family, to relax, decompress, and just recharge for the upcoming end of 2020, this interesting year to say the least. I hope that everything went well with you, that you were able to be with people you're close to, and take advantage of this time where most people in America can gather with their family. Because of this holiday, there wasn't anything too crazy in the general news sphere, but there's still enough for me to talk about today and at least give you some content from this week. But the main reason I wanted to come here to talk to you is that I have a plan for the rest of the year. So the day of the initial release of this episode will be the first week of December. It will be November 30th to be exact which means there will be three more Mondays in December for me to let you know what's going on in different cultures. But because this will be the end of the year, I decided to dedicate the majority of the remaining three episodes to highlight the top 10 moments in our three major categories. Film obviously being omitted here because of the relatively down year it's had. While I would like to discuss it, there's been a severe decline in movies, film, just in general, there's been a lot less to talk about there. I may drop some honorable mentions in those events just to give some highlights of the year, but I want to focus on the main three categories that we've been discussing. Sports, music, and gaming. So the plan for the end of the year will be to do that in reverse. Next week, I'll be discussing the top 10 moments in gaming for the year. The week following, I will be talking about the top 10 moments in sports for the year. And the conclusion of 2020 will be the top 10 moments in music for the year. So if that sounds exciting, if that sounds like something you'll be interested in listening to, let me know. And of course... As always, I hope that if you enjoyed those episodes, you'll be sharing it out. With that being said, we can dive into this somewhat of a mini episode here, an interlude in my opinion, and let you know what took place in a week where most of these industries were taking the time out to relax. So we'll start again, as always, with the sports industry where free agency for the NBA is starting to wrap up. The time for teams to acquire new players is slowing down significantly. And now everyone is getting ready to practice and prepare for the season that's going to start in about a month, maybe even less. The first preseason game is going to be on December the 11th. So that shows you how much time is left for these teams to get prepared. But in the end of free agency, the biggest takeaway that basketball fans are arriving at is the Lakers, the team that won the NBA championship, has reloaded, has acquired three new players while giving away some 
less necessary players. And the Lakers have come out of this as still the favorite to win the championship. With the new players they've acquired, they've improved in their playmaking. They've improved in their IQ. They have no glaring holes. So now the Lakers are going to be coming back, hopefully with all the players that they still have and all the players they've acquired at the same level of talent or better. And while that is going to be the main headline going into the season, there's some other mini headlines that I'm sure people will be paying attention to. For one, the Atlanta Hawks made a bevy of acquisitions. They've got some significant players, no superstars, but a lot of fringe all-star level players who can contribute immediately. Many of those players have fans feeling that they'll be ready to compete at minimum for a playoff spot. Now, when I look at the top eight teams in the East, it's a little bit more difficult for me to believe that they will immediately be clicking on all cylinders, but they have a phenomenal player in Trey Young who every game shows shades of Steph Curry in him. And that player that is Trey Young can lead that squad, in my opinion, to a playoff berth. But the question will be, can he and the fellow young stars on the team, John Collins, the player who was supposed to be great in Cam Reddish, can these players lead that team to being a significant contender? Because there's some great teams constructed in the East right now, let alone the West. And they're going to have to seriously have everything together from a coaching standpoint. They're going to have to show up every night from a talent standpoint. Just be ready to fight. They seem like the type of team that's going to be high-paced. Kind of similar to what I imagined the Rockets wanted to be, where they can run power forwards in the center position. Everyone's ready to run. Everyone on the floor can shoot. Maybe a better comparison would be with the Phoenix Suns were with Steve Nash. Now that I think about it, the moral there is just that the Atlanta Hawks have something special in their young and veteran talent, something to go off of, something to look forward to for their fans, which some franchises can't say the same. And it's a lesson in being able to gamble on yourself. Once they acquired the great player that is Trey Young, they're willing to put all their money that they can into the pot to see if he could lead them to a championship. And that's what most people should do. If you feel like you have a talent that is truly worth something amazing, truly worth something that companies or yourself, if you're an entrepreneur, should value, it's oftentimes worth it to take the gamble on that and see what comes out on the other side. At minimum, the Atlanta Hawks will be able to take away some lessons from how they constructed that team. They can see if the Steph Curry method, the Golden State Warriors method, is replicable and if Trey Young is truly a superstar. Now, most of the narratives that people will be following will be coming out of the East, outside of the Phoenix Suns making their acquisition in Chris Paul, which I spoke about already. But the other main headline I'd say people who wouldn't normally be paying attention will be checking out is still the Charlotte Hornets in that now they acquired former All-Star Gordon Hayward from the Boston Celtics and expect to be competing for a playoff berth of their own. 
hoping that LaMelo Ball is the star that they drafted him to be, is the star that his father claimed he would be, and can lead that franchise along fellow star Devontae Graham and some young pieces like Miles Bridges. But other than that, the main headlines will emerge in and of themselves once the NBA season arrives. So we'll still be paying attention to see if any significant moves are being made, but everyone is getting ready for this training camp. They're getting ready to come back and compete for an NBA championship. And I, for one, am looking forward to that. But in other news... On Saturday, you'll already know the result by the time you're listening, but Mike Tyson, former boxing superstar, and superstar even is an understatement, as many believe he is the greatest boxer of all time, he will be coming back to be fighting Roy Jones in a bout. While I normally would do my pseudo-introduction, this is more of a charity event, so I won't get too overwhelmed by it. It'll be an interesting moment for the culture as a fighter who many people grew up watching dominate that industry will be returning to fight Roy Jones. And the undercard is even interesting as YouTube superstar Jake Paul will be facing off against former NBA star Nate Robinson, a dunk contest winner, a former star player who's more known for being one of the shorter players in NBA history to actually contribute to a team. But while I'll be paying attention to it, it will be more interesting for me to report on it after the fight as no one knows what to expect. Usually when I announce big fights, I talk about how this so-and-so person has been training hard, their former fight, this was what resulted, they're coming off of Ridiculous amounts of pressure, but three out of the major four fighters have been boxed in a significantly long time, if at all. So it'll be more fun for me to talk about it after the fact and let you know what I thought about the results of the fight. So I'd rather talk a little bit about what's going on in the NFL as most of the teams that should have won this week did. But the headline that's really taking over their airwaves is the coronavirus making a return. It's striking back. We thought it would be over. We thought that there would just be people who would go on the COVID list and it would be fine. But no, now the COVID has struck former NFL MVP, the reigning NFL MVP in Lamar Jackson as he will not be able to take the field in one of the most important games of the year for him, his rematch with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, might I add, that will always be a test for the other team whenever they step on the field. So with him being out, they likely will lose that game, the Baltimore Ravens. But the problem is that more and more positives are coming out of that team. Last I checked, there was 13 positive tests. There's supposedly more positive tests supposed to come out today. The Steelers might be having some positive tests. It's a mess for those two teams, and the NFL is trying to figure out how to solve the issue. They've already planned to reschedule the game for Tuesday, so you still probably don't know the results of what happened yet, but... It's looking more and more like the NFL will have to exercise their extra week at the end of the year and postpone some games. 
I'll be paying close attention to that as the only other headlines for the week were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as I formerly said, have been led by who many believe to be the greatest player of all time in Tom Brady, are continuing to prove that they don't have everything together. They have phenomenal offensive pieces, phenomenal defensive pieces, a man who's supposedly a phenomenal coach, and they can't tie things together. They continue to find ways to lose the games they need to win. And with all of that being tied into the headline going into the season of Tom Brady moving to Tampa, they have some serious issues that they need to address soon. The clock is ticking as we're now in week 12 of the NFL season. We're almost at the end of the year. There's not that many games left. And when the playoffs start, and the lights are the brightest on them, if they don't show up, the New England Patriots will get the last laugh on that team. But again, this is a half an episode. This is a .5, the first .5 for Behold Pop Culture, so we'll keep it moving to the music section where many artists wisely chose to avoid this week. The only semi-significant releases were Little Yachty releasing his album Little Boat 3.5. He tried to steal my .5? He must have known that this week I was coming with a .5 episode and he tried to take my swag. That's unfortunate. There's Juicy J dropping his album The Hustle Continues, who preliminarily I have heard some good reviews from. And lastly, Little Wayne dropped a new mixtape, No Ceilings 3. And we know Lil Wayne is largely pronounced the king of mixtapes, so that should be worth a listen on my side of things. But the main headline that I was paying attention to in the music industry was uh, emerging conversation around social networks being created dedicated to music artists. A new app came out called CoSound, where the premise of it is to be a music community, a music industry social network that is devoid of label interaction. So it's supposed to be a place, based on their mission, where you can browse community content, search what's going on with other people on the app, build a professional profile within the industry, and join significant discussions revolving around that. Now, I'm not going to give them too much more promotion here. I just wanted to mention it because it's an emerging conversation. How do you bridge the gap between social media and music artists? And it's not just for music where this conversation is relevant. It can be relevant for athletes, for actors, for gamers, for that matter, Just trying to find a professional network dedicated to specific industries as for many people trying to emerge into the industry, for people trying to break in, it can be hard to find the right connections. So I think it's a good idea. I just wanted to throw that out there as some food for thought. We know that we're in the age of social media, the age of the internet, and innovators out there are still finding ways to stay relevant to stay important and to find new ways to build connections because that's what social media was built off of, finding ways to build connections. And with that being said, we can come to the conclusion of this .5 episode with the gaming industry where 
There's not too much to report here. I made a suggestion at the beginning of this next-gen transition. I told you both consoles are highly qualified to be in your living rooms, to be in your rooms, for you to interact with friends, family, or random people on the internet. I told you the facts for the PlayStation 5, the facts for the Xbox Series X, and what each console's path to success would be. And now, weeks after the release, where people are still struggling to find one, still struggling to get their hands on the first releases of these consoles, and the numbers are in, the Xbox Series X or Series S, depending on which one people have purchased, is getting blown out of the water. The Xbox is on the ropes right now when you look at the numbers. The PlayStation 5 is killing them with the sales. The PlayStation 5 is dominating the internet in terms of what prominent gamers are using. People found that the PlayStation 5 was being more innovative than the Xbox because the controller is better The design is more sleek and futuristic. I'm just speaking for what the general opinion of the internet appears to be to me. And the PlayStation 5 came out with better initial games. Granted, they haven't dropped any of their major releases yet. But Spider-Man Miles Morales alone has allowed them to eclipse the Xbox's initial release. Now, does this mean the Xbox is going to be struggling for the rest of this generation? Absolutely not. The Xbox, I highly doubt they don't have any tricks up their sleeve. They still have Halo as their leading value proposition. They still have acquired Bethesda, which allows them to be free to release some prominent games. But I have to acknowledge that PlayStation 5 played their cards right to maintain the dominance going into this generation. They got Travis Scott to be playing. They sent their consoles out to some prominent people who are still using that console over the Xbox. It's it's looking spooky for the Xbox right now, but like I said, I still believe that they have some tricks up their sleeve. And either way, for you, the real lesson in this is just pick whichever one you and your friends are going to be getting. That's what I've been telling other people. Choose the one that you think your friends will be getting or just ask them and you'll benefit from whichever one you and your friends are on because you'll be able to play with them. Or if you're a solo gamer, get the ones where the exclusives you want will be on, which is why I said I would be aiming for the PlayStation 5 because I personally want the exclusives that they will be offering. But all that is just to say we'll be paying attention to see what Xbox next move will be. And that is the end of this episode. Thank you for listening for this .5 episode. I wanted to run through the main headlines that were taking place for this week to give you some content still. I am excited. I'm looking forward to doing these lists for you. It'll be a more involved podcast episode as I'll have a little bit more freedom to just go strictly based on my opinion on some things and hopefully take some lessons out of the top moments from this year. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, I appreciate you listening and I'm looking for any feedback you have. If you enjoyed it, leave a like, leave a review, let me know what you think, and enjoy your week. I hope that your holiday week was great and you have the energy you need to finish things off in December. With that being said, I'll talk to you next week. This is Behold Pop Culture.